0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: This episode of Tales of Tamriel is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Tim, Jamie Worth, and our newest Patreon supporter, Scott Wormter. Thank you for your continued support. If you want to help support the Dungeon Crawler Network and this podcast, visit patreon.com slash Network. Dungeon Crawler Network
2: presents Tales of Tamriel.
1: Welcome, Dungeon Crawlers, to episode 129 of Tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Jello. Sorry we are starting a couple minutes late because of technical difficulties and angry Khajiit. As she touches my face yeah. lovingly, as I throw her off the desk. Okay, sorry, little flustered, I don't like technical difficulties. Arkaneer, first off, how are you, buddy? I am way too sleepy to be
2: here, but we are talking probably the best news
1: in a while for Elder Scrolls Online, so I'm pumped. I'm ready. Nice. And uh, for anyone who sees, it's really annoying, but there's a red dot on my head constantly from the mute light of my mic, and I'm watching it in the video, and it's driving me insane. So if I happen to smash my mic halfway through this, we know why. (sighs) (laughs) Back from a short hiatus, but probably ready to talk some housing. We've got Ry Luke, how are you, buddy?
3: Yo, yeah, I'm good. You know I'm ready to talk all about that. Awesome. On, special
1: opinions. <laughs> well, speaking of opinions, we want yours. We're doing another call in show based on how amazing our last call-in show was and how popular it seemed to be we're gonna do another one so just like last week if you're interested in calling into the show to give your opinions on the new dlc homestead feel free to join our discord that's dungeoncrawlernetwork.com discord you can hop into the podcast lobby and you can talk with our special dcn intern robot dancer she's down there to take your calls She will check the validity of your mic to make sure you do not sound like poop or, you know, pretty much like any Altmer. So if you sound like an Altmer, you're not getting on the show. So that's how that goes. Um, And she will toss up your name to us. And when it's appropriate, we will pull you in to hear your thoughts. So feel free. Cues are open. Hop on in. We're hoping to see some people come in. Let's see here. All right, let's go ahead and just jump right on into the news. First off, it's not really news per se. It kind of is, but it's not official. But it's actually kind of helpful, and it kind of turns into uh, what we were talking about last week, which was, dun-dun-dun, Crown Crates. Crown Crates. Yes, Crown Crates. There was a discussion on the ESO Reddit headed by the one the only dominoid 73 our hero our lord and master over on the reddit and this was a discussion that essentially was called demystifying crown crate drop chances with 80,000 simulations so i'm going to read the first little bit here this experiment uses many assumptions that will be proven correct or not over the next few weeks and months as we open these crates Hopefully, an enterprising add-on maker will make a crate opening add-on that will automatically record all cards awarded so we can better uh, extrapolate the odds. If there's an interest, I will fine-tune the parameters and features of the program, maybe get to work on Google Sheet for others to enjoy. So they went through, and they actually created a Google Doc, and they were recording the different items that were given to us by the community that people opened up. So, of course... You gotta take this. This is not a hundred percent purely scientific because we're unfortunately having to have the human element in this. And anytime you have the human element, there's probably going to be errors. But it's still a fairly good, um, fairly good assumption here. So, um, Ark, why don't you go ahead and take a take a look at this real quick and go ahead and give some numbers there for the reward types and what their percentages are. Uh, from
2: the first table, right? Yep. Okay, so um, uh, one thing to say, they are the odds they stated are not per crate but per card, so that's something to note. Mm-hmm. So Apex uh, rewards are stated to be 1% for a card, um, Legendaries are 3%, Epic are 5%, Superior are 23%, Fine are twenty six and common are forty two, with the chance of twenty percent for an extra card per crate. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, actually, these—if this these are actually true—I find it higher than what I expected them
1: to be. You honestly. know, and I wouldn't say this is you know per card, not per mm-hmm. not per crate. So you have essentially a one percent chance per card to get an apex or roughly all right but it, it, it this math that first table is pretty much on the per card basis but here's the thing as you're adding more cards in the math gets a little bit more complicated following scenario they said they ran 10,000 simulations for each of the following scenarios and they're trying to show you what your chances were and with one crate out of 10,000 opens only 444 people actually got one, which, you know, it's it's very low, all right? It, it's yeah. very, very, very low of getting one of these cards. And the average gems for these cards, 3.37, so that's what you're getting per card on average. So, um, so let's see here. Some rough ca- conclusions based on these charts. If you want to take a look at them, it's showing the number of like th- again plus 1 apex uh with opening a, a th- 100 crates over 10,000 people only 9,899 got it well that doesn't actually that makes no sense whatsoever that's just showing the 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 chances of lower rates um the chance of landing an apex mount from a single crate comes to about a 4.44% per crate because you get about 1% per card This takes into account the 1% chance of getting an Apex reward per four guaranteed cards and having a 20% chance of landing a bonus card with roughly 3% chance of it being an Apex reward. Opening a 15 crate bundle gives you roughly a 50-50 chance at an Apex mount. Uh. Now, since this is all um, math and it doesn't
2: work like you expect it to be. I just remind people that Delta opened 46 mm-hmm. crates and didn't get an Apex mount, so...
1: Right. This, these are only showing averages here. I mean, come on. Yeah. With a percentage here, this is trying to give you a percent of what you're going after. And he said, if you want a particular Apex mount, you need to open 39 crates on average to get the exact amount you want or the 400 gems to outright <laughs> purchase said mount, whichever comes first. So you're looking somewhere 39 crates. That's um, what is that? 215 and a and almost uh, almost 315 packs. So 1500 crowns, give or take, somewhere between 12k mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, 1500 crowns in order to guarantee yourself an apex mount. So the odds are there. They're just trying to show you based on this simulation what you're gonna get or what your chances of getting these are but however odds work i'm sure you guys have um done the scenario where well let's let's let, let's break it down a little easier let, the the crates for um the undaunted all right you're guaranteed to get a a helm right but what are your chances of getting divines? Well, let's see. There's you know yeah. nine traits, and I know they cut a couple of them out, but you, you won in nine, and how, how many chances do you open that up and still not get one? The odds are there. It's 1%, right? That's With 1%, you take 100 pennies, mark one penny, stick it all in a bag, stick your hand in, and see what you get. What are your chances of grabbing that one penny that you marked? So, I mean, it, it even if it
2: was 99%, if, if you are unlucky enough, you still wouldn't get it, like, after 100 crates, so... Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It's gamble. Yeah, I, it I, I I heard people that, you know, got their Apex mount after the second or third crate or something, mm-hmm. and then there are people like Delta who opened over 40 and didn't get anything, so... I... It's good that they are actually doing this uh, simulations, but after all, it's it doesn't work like you expect it to be in real life. So Right. And, and
1: I actually reread this, and then when I first read it, it made no sense. The second thing says if they ran 10,000 simulations with each of the following scenarios, they're trying to give you an idea of getting the apex chance based on – If you got 1% per crate, you're opening 100 crates. You got a 98.99% chance of getting an apex mount, whether through gems or whatever, because you've earned 12,000 or 1,217.48 gems on average. So that's kind of what it's showing you based on, you know, the law of averages. As you're going more and more and more and more, you're going to obviously have a higher chance because as you're also unlocking those legendary and stuff, you're getting gems. But you're still looking at, even, even if you have almost everything, you're only averaging about 3.37 gems per crate you open, right? So And that's like giving everything back. You're still looking at almost 1,200 crowns to guarantee yourself amount mount through buying it with, with a, uh, crown gems. So you, you are making me feel like I'm in a class, and
2: that makes me feel like I need to sleep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I see. I'm to sorry. I'm it. sorry. We're moving on. We're moving on. But I wanted to talk about uh, it because uh, I thought it was I, interesting. I, I was having,
2: you know, math flashbacks
1: <laughs> right, right before the finals. Not cool. <laughs> see, I like math, so I like that kind of stuff. I like I like I like it too,
2: unless I have to pass a class, so. <laughs> <laughs> also um hello everyone in the chat, I see Bella Lazars from Outcast, which is a great other online podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Just want to give it a shout out.
1: Absolutely. It's good to see you here. I'm trying to type in our Discord. There we go. Yeah, I, I try avoid typing due to the sound. you you know i was typing quietly i was (laughs) typing very quietly anyway we're gonna go ahead and move on to the next little bit of news um this was coming from the elder scrolls online forums themselves and it's kai from the german forums so this was translated Mm -hmm. from the german forums but this was written and it more or less thank you google translate um He says, some questions we can answer. Update 13 housing will have no paid content as update 12, 1 Tamriel, meaning that you don't have to buy the DLC to gain access to it. They're, they are going to monetize, which we will talk about later in the show, but it's not you, you just get it. It's part of the base game at that point, mm-hmm. just like 1 Tamriel. The next three updates in 2017, Q2, Q3, Q4, Qfuel- Q4, are going to bring new areas, dungeons, quest items, and so on. So they will be the paid DLC. Update 13 also comes with a variety of skill and object balance changes. We'll talk about them as soon as the uh, PTS is ready to test, um, as tests are better than speculation. Housing will not be completed with Update 13. There are many more ideas that we have and want to implement, but which did not make it into the upcoming update so while update 13 housing homestead will be a free dlc to anyone who owns the game q2 q3 q4 are gonna be paid dlc that bring us new areas dungeons quests etc etc and that's expected i would yeah i mean it's been a while since we've gotten any new Mm -hmm. updates Mm -hmm. right very long very long Absolutely. All right, let me check here. Woo! All right. And nothing else, guys? Are you good there? Uh, I, I thought you
2: were about to pull up something. I, <laughs> well, I was, I was... You know, that was kind of the news.
1: <laughs>
2: I mean, one... one. No, you said I am checking something, so I thought you were oh, doing okay. something. I don't know. Okay, but, yeah, no. but it's one of these... I expect one of these um, new areas to be Wardenfell, right? I mean, are we expecting that in...
1: 2017. In, In 2000, I don't see. I don't know. I don't know. We we know of a couple areas, and there was actually a really interesting post on Reddit a while ago showing all the stuff that we knew about already. One of them being I, I remember
2: Clockwork City.
1: Clockwork City, which we'll probably see again. If I were to guess, we'd probably get Clockwork City first because it's on mainland Tamriel somewhere, but we don't mm. really know where. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's uh, one of the Daedric realms, why, I can't remember which one it is. Mephala's. Uh, Mephala's realm, yep, there we mm. go. And there was also one more. No, there's a couple. I wish I could remember I all remember. of them. There were quite a few, Merk-Maya. actually. Um, so I, I don't know if we'll actually see Vardenfell this year. I would be surprised if we did I, see not... Vardenfell. It would be the last one of the year. I can tell you that mm-hmm. much because which one probably?
3: Which one's the one that's um advanced in the main storyline?
1: I mean, that could been any of that. Probably Menfala's realm, because then uh, at the end of Orsinium, they kind of hint at that. Yeah, I still haven't completed the Orsinium. Well, yeah yeah so Mm, still too much content so much content to do but anyway we're gonna go ahead and get right on into the meat of this show which is why you guys are all here in the (laughs) first place because that was the end of the news we're here to talk homestead introducing homestead now again we are taking your calls so if you have something you want to talk about with homestead join our discord dungeoncrawlingnetwork.com slash discord hop in the podcast lobby and we'll pull you in as we can. We are waiting to see if any calls are coming in. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and jump right on into it. First off, there is no place like home after a long day of adventuring. Homestead, the Elder Scroll Online uh, player housing system is coming in February 2017. So we can learn what you can expect at launch, including how many homes there will be, how you'll get them, and details about home decorating and furniture crafting woot! i love furniture crafting i'm so excited um i was actually talking to people on uh twitter going if you want to hear me not complain about something about Elder scrolls online come on to this show because i'm freaking excited about housing yeah and while we're waiting to see if people are going to come on i actually am going to show the first look video um so i'm going to set that up real quick but Ark, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you're excited about? Just to overlay while I'm getting this together. Ah, uh, um, I love throwing you in the spot, By the way, that. just like <laughs> <laughs> see, you're always prepared now that you know you're on the show. So I can't like, hey, Ark, come on the show. Okay, when are you starting? Now, <laughs> you know, like that. I was able. So now to do you that. are just <laughs> yeah. N- now while the show's live, I'm just gonna throw you in there and see what happens. So I mean, it's it's
2: hard to answer that question because. The entirety of the housing is great. As everyone knows probably, if you are listening to the show, that I am not really into PvP or PvE all that much. I am here for the world Mm -hmm. and uh, for the immersion. And housing is one of the most important uh, aspects of that. I mean, the idea of having a house, being able to decorate it uh, freely... Uh, which we will actually talk about during the interviews section,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and the fact that people are able to join our join our houses, uh, get into our houses when we are offline, is amazing because th- because that means I can trick my friends into giving me money so I can buy the best house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I like. So, it. So yeah.
2: O- o- overall, overall, this is just great. I don't know. I I, I don't know how I have to explain. It's just
0: awesome.
1: You don't have to explain anymore because I'm ready to go. <laughs> so good job, Ark. Good job. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and play this video. This is the Elder Scrolls Online Homestead first look. So feel free to look in the center box. <laughs> All homes decorated using the in-game player housing editing tools. I'm excited about this. Yeah. I'm not excited about work, so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just curious about how much will
1: the largest houses will be. You know, and and just like they said earlier, they haven't released any prices for this yet, but we're able to get them all via in-game methods as well. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, how much gold will they cost? That's what I'm concerned about. I'm hoping lots. I
2: really am. Like I'm hoping between somewhere between lots and
1: I can afford it.
3: <laughs> Best of our worlds.
1: Yeah, but um. housing is something that's superficial to me and its flavor and it really should be something that people can work towards so they're not bored right away right if you're able to get it right away great well I think it's going to change
3: from PTS to live I think it's going to go down because everyone's going to complain that they can't afford it
1: yeah but uh, I, mean, okay. I, I mean everyone yeah. complains like when something is too ex- but you can work towards it because it's in game gold or you can just buy it through. And here's something that's actually fascinating. I'm still on the video right now, but they're showing the and Cavern. Oh yeah, that's uh, that probably surprised me. Yeah, I was surprised at that because you know, Arc. Uh, what episode was it? Player Housing, like what 120 or something like that. Um, Homestead yeah. coming in 2017. Ooh. February 2017. Sooner than I thought. I knew oh, yeah. It was the next one, but still it, it's nice so house ownership in Tamriel one thing that I am going to note with housing well we're going to go through this as we as we go along, but um I want to you know make sure that uh, we talk about all the houses are going to be in the main zone because this is free DLC, right? Because so it's going to be all the areas that were accessible without any DLC. So that's all the original zones and Craglorn. So you're not going to see anything in Rothgar. You're not going to see anything in the Gold Coast um, or uh Hughesbane and uh, Imperial City or anything. like that. And you're, of course, not going to see them in Cyrodiil themselves. So... Yeah. Um, Soon, owning your home in an own little corner of Tamria will be a reality. With Homestead launching in February 2017, you'll have your pick of nearly 40 unique homes after completing the Homestead tutorial quest. You'll be given your first home, a modest room at a local inn, when you're ready to expand additional homes ranging from a cozy tree home in green shade to a charming villa in Malibu Tour to a sprawling manor estate in the Rift. Thank goodness are available across Tamriel. Homes are styled after the game's 10 playable races, and they come in furnished or unfurnished versions. In general, you can purchase any home you like, regardless of your character's race or alliance. The exception is the Imperial-styled homes, purchase of which requires you that you own the Imperial Edition of ESO, which you can get through the digital Imperial Edition upgrade in the Crown Store for roughly 2,100 gems. Once you own the Imperial Edition of ESO, a character of any race can purchase an Imperial-style home. All homes available in Homestead launches will, uh, will be located in ESO's base zones, not the DLC zones. So there you go. You can also own multiple homes. So you'll always have a place to hang your hat, so they say. Um, if your dream is eventually owning every home available, you can. All homes are account-based, so every one of your characters will have access to them once purchased. Thoughts, guys?
2: What I'm curious about is that if we, were, we will be able to, you know, assign permissions to people or for different houses, like I want you to be able to enter my manor, but I don't want to or anyone in my small house kind of deal, you know, permissions based on
1: houses. They actually later on the in the article, they do mention that, that you're able to, ah. um, you're able to even grant decorating, uh, rights to people so that people can enter certain houses and whatnot um let me see if i can find on here um yeah i'll read this little time stamp thing here at the bottom early next year you can expect to see detailed guides about player housing system housing editor the furniture crafting before homestead launches in february in the meantime here's a few additional tidbits houses are instant so you don't have to worry about racing to grab your perfect spot of land Furniture you create via Furniture Crafting can be sold to other players. You'll be able to preview homes before you purchase both the furnished and the unfurnished. You'll be able to allow friends and guildmates to visit your home. They can travel to your home via group, friends, or guild list while you're in it, or by selecting Visit House by clicking on your name uh, in one of those lists while you're offline. You can grant trusted friends permission to decorate existing places, Existing place items in your home, they cannot add or remove items, so you have to add them in there you also uh, you can also allow those who are not your friends or on your friends' list or your guild uh, to visit and or decorate your homes by adding them to a visitor or decorator in your house settings. You'll be able to conveniently fast travel to your homes via the world map, similar to how Way shrines currently work, but the cost is free, which is interesting, as well as directly via the collections menu. You can allow visitors into your new home. A visiting player can simple, simply needs to teleport to you. Homes are secure. Other players are not going to be able to break into your home and steal your items. Sorry to the Thieves Guild. <laughs> um, here's something that I, I was really thinking about. And they say you can purchase it either furnished or unfurnished. We don't yeah. know much about the home placement system, the home editor. I wonder how much free-range movement we're actually going to be able to have. Um,
2: it's actually, I think it's in the Massively OP uh, interview. Oh, that go ahead and it bring says, it up. Okay, uh, one second. I have to find the question. Yeah, go ahead. Question.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. there yeah, it is. No.
2: Um, Masif asks, could you explain a bit more about the mechanics of decorating? For example, it says that we can place things where we would like, but does that mean chairs in, on the ceiling, floating in the air, or just on the ground? Are we looking at a truly freeform system, or a system with hooks? Uh, The reply is, it's a freeform system that you can place furnishing pretty much any way you like. There are a few tools in the editor to help you align objects to surfaces, but you can turn those off and go crazy if that's what you want to do. If you really want to have a floating upside-down chair or stick your mount in a wall so that only its head is showing like a trophy, you can. Uh, But um, you can't resize or scale the items. However, you can rotate them
1: any way you want. Hmm. There's that. I see. Okay, well, then that's good. That's really good. I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that. So I assume the furnished housing is just them placing stuff pre-placed, and if you don't feel like decorating, but you don't want an empty house either, you can pre-purchase. But then again, yeah. what what's, what's the fun in that? I mean, the housing in general is kind of built for that. Right. I mean,
2: maybe you are a role player, but you don't have much time or care for, you know, uh, spending all that time actually decorating the house. So you buy the house furnished, uh, and you know,
3: you are just that's it. <laughs> right. I guess. Mm.
1: I mean, it makes sense.
3: Yeah, because my plan is to buy a furnished house, but I only. St- so that I can use it straight away like I will do my own furniture. Okay, so,
1: so you're you're going to buy like a furnished house, but then after you're in there for a bit go, I kind of want to move this over. You're going to edit it later. Yeah. Okay. It's,
3: right. it's just so I don't pay for this house all, all my gold that I've ever collected and then walk in and it's just empty.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of how it is when you buy a real house generally. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, not in Sims. Not in
3: Sims, which is kind of the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Um, <laughs> hmm. Purchasing your home. I want to talk about this one as well. So they have it on here. There are two different ways that you can purchase homes in Homestead. After you complete the tutorial, nearly all homes will um, will be available will be available for purchase via in-game gold. All unfurnished homes that you can purchase for in-game gold will also be available for purchase with crowns. So you can do either or. And because there's, it's all instance, I'm cool with this. Because it's like, okay, you don't want to spend your gold. You don't have to. You can spend crowns instead. But as long as it's available in-game, I'm cool with that. And they say if you prefer a uh, move-in-ready house decorated by some of Tamriel's best interior designers, you'll be able to purchase a fully furnished version of any home in the crown store. Um Here's the thing. I, here, you know, and this line kind of gets me. Fully furnished. Does that mean the fully furnished you can only buy with crowns, not gold?
3: That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah. So it's like so when you buy a, a thing with in-game gold, and it kind of makes sense because I want to pull into a, another thing here later um, during one of the articles, but. According to this, the fully decorated version may only be available via Crown Store. So if you buy it via Gold, it's going to be empty. To tie in with the furniture crafting system, you can move or and there or, are oh, go ahead.
2: Or there are two versions of uh, you know what they mean by furnished. One is which that has the tables, chairs, whatever, and whatnot. But the Crown version, the fully furnished version, would be. You know, it has all the things like trophies and whatnot, all that stuff. So maybe it's like a less furnished version versus the you paid money for us, so we are throwing you everything furnished.
1: It makes sense, I guess. Um, you'll be able to move and replace all furnishings that are included with the furnished homes as you wish, just like any other furnishing items. Later down the road, there will also be a few special properties that are exclusive to the Crown Store, including a luxurious island retreat. So before I touch that one... I want to read this last part and then also talk about furniture crafting. If you want to purchase most unfurnished homes for gold, the local residents in the zone will ask that you prove yourself worthy to reside among them. No one wants an unhelpful neighbor, after all. By completing a specific achievement, you will earn their approval and unlock the ability to buy the associated home in the zone. That's kind of neat. I like that you have to do something to be able to buy the house, albeit. I don't know, seems kind of like a sex offender thing, you know, you have to go to every neighbor and have them sign off before you're <laughs> able to get into the neighborhood. So, so we are someone that
2: took down the Alliance War, Moloch Ball, I don't know Wiremina, and all those data. and they ask us to prove ourselves <laughs> whether we are worthy to reside among them. I mean, that that should kind of be the other way around. Are they worthy enough to you know reside next to us like we could throw, probably throw them away from their homes and just take it yeah right come on now i killed Mo like ball over here all right yeah I, I don't like this part of the article
1: <laughs> it it damages my ego no damages i don't accept this nice mmorpg writes with uh Crafting professions. What crafting professions can make furniture and at what level can someone start making items to place in their house? Rich Lambert says, All the crafting professions can make furnitures which are themed around the material they use, i.e. woodworking makes wooden things, provisioning makes wax foods, etc. In addition, there are some furnishings that require multiple f- professions in order to craft, i.e. a dark elf full bed requires metalworking 4, tailoring 10, and woodworking 6. The most basic crafted items can generally start being made around level 5 in their crafting skill lines, i.e. two points in the passives, so you can uh, craft things pretty early on. I like this because now I feel justified for having 100 points in crafting.
2: I like this, but I won't be using it because I've never... Crafting was never my strong suit. But there... In the chat, you know they are asking the real questions. Can I deconstruct my coffee table to build a bowl? I'm
3: assuming you <laughs> could. Recycling is healthy after all.
1: Right? <coughs> this cat will not leave me alone. Seriously, giving away a free Khajiit. Anyone who wants it, they can have it. Just, I just want to bite your face off. <sighs> she kind of bothers me at times, but it's okay. Why are you not getting any anti-kajit
2: spray? I don't know. I've been know. telling you this for the past 3 episodes. I know. I need you, the you official need your... dungeon
1: crawler, you know, spray, but we don't have it. So, unfortunately, here we are. Um I'm really sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh decorating and furniture crafting. I'm see that's something I'm really excited about. I'm glad it's freeform and I'm really glad that you're going to be able to uh Decorate things as you want mm-hmm. uh, with the crafting style, and uh, they pretty much said, "Would you, you know, they're they're going to use like Kajit style, and all the furniture will be based on you know the different crafting motifs as well." So that'll that'll definitely help to really flesh it out, right? So you can kind of go all over the place with it. Um, I know they're also going to allow you to put several um, pets and and mounts and stuff like that. You be, you have the option of placing your pa- your pets, your mounts, and other useful items in your homes, including your assistants, crafting stations, <clears throat> workable light features, and even target skeletons, which you can use to practice combat and builds, which is awesome. I like it. I like it. They, that
2: one thing. Mm-hmm. There has to be a dummy that deals damage for tanks to uh, test their. Bills.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's not something to laugh. It's it makes sense. No, it does. Oh, why don't Why don't I? I mean, we don't get achievements in the dungeons like you have tanked this much damage. Mm-hmm. We don't get dummies. We only <clears> get <throat> cake, and when we eat the cake, people get angry. I mean, yeah, it, it could. It may have been during a boss fight, but still.
1: Well, that's your problem, you know. You, you do it during the boss fight. So, <laughs> yeah. What's What's the healer for?
2: The healer is there to keep everyone alive while I'm eating the cake. That's <laughs>
1: that's that's the job of healer. Yeah, yeah, um,
3: yeah. In the trailer, didn't the skeleton dummy fight
1: back? It sure looked cool. like it did, but. We don't really know for a fact. Most targeting dummies don't really fight back. They just let you hit and hit and well, hit. I don't know. Maybe they'll have different ones, but I kind of doubt it.
3: It would make sense, wouldn't it? Because um, I'm pretty sure that there is like dummy, um, like an actual dummy in game, not like a live thing. It looks like a hay dummy. So why would they not use, why would they create this new skeleton kind of? Um, practice target thing when they've already got like the outline the actual thing of a dummy if you know what I mean right? really explaining yeah. it badly but they could have just took the already made targets they have and just put them into housing but they've kind of made it a skeleton they've gone out their way to make it an actual living thing that you just summon so that's what gives me the impression that it will fight back
1: now
2: actually that makes sense that's hopeful
1: yeah it's hopeful, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this in here because we wanted to talk about it. Most targeting dummies really aren't designed for anyone other than DPS. Like that, and that's how almost every targeting dummy is. It'll sit there and take the hits. Because they don't want you to move. They just want you to test builds and test how it works. Unfortunately, the healing... Well, healing might be okay if they have a friendly target that you can heal. But um, tanking kind of gets screwed. There was – it took a while, but a few places later on started doing um, – WoW did it. I think Final Fantasy fourteen did it. But they did it in a different way called Proving Grounds in WoW, and I think it's Hall of Novices for Final Fantasy fourteen. I can't remember exactly where you would go in, and it would be staged encounters to let you test your builds. Nice. Um, I see. But, as for the free floating dummy, they normally just let you attack it, so yeah. I don't know it it is what it is i don't I don't yeah. think it it's going to attack back more than the basic attack, <laughs> and it's not probably going to kill you or anything or make you actually practice tanking kind of gets screwed on that, so I don't know I
2: don't
1: I'm know. not that I need practice. You know, just get... well. I thought you needed practice, yes. you know, so you can be prepared no. to lose to no. my sexplar. Uh, there is no way I'm losing to your sexplar. Oh yeah, it's you just... will. Mm, the nah. two handed tank. It's pretty. It amazing. will be useless. So Ark, here's something yeah. for you and something for me. We have a little something for the diligent maids, mage guild scholars. Rai Ry- Luke needs to like mute when he does that because it's just crazy noise. Copies of Shalidor's library books, which can be yeah. placed as real books and read from your home, can be purchased from Mages Guild merchants after you found and completed a set. This is going to be retroactive, so you can go. We can go and buy all the ones that we found. Ah. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to do anything in-game again because I'm going to be sitting in my library organizing all my books in alphabetical order, and then I'll go out and do one quest and pick up a new book that now I have to put in order <laughs> in my bookshelves. <sighs> so just like know, Skyrim.
2: You are in Shalidor's library. Like, is there, like, if near 100 or, or 50 or something like that, right? Shalador's library is like 2000. Large, is it Oh, it includes it includes, includes the, everything, uh, everything. Everything, yeah.
1: Everything in mm. sh- Well, it might not, you know, let me actually let me let me take that back. I'm thinking a uh, oh. memory, not Shalador's library. Yeah. I think library learned. is well there's still a lot because generally each zone, all right? has a set of books, which is roughly ten books that tells the story of the zone. Alright. So how many zones are there? There's uh Kinarthy's Roost has it well, I don't know if they have their own. Uh you've got two hundred and
3: ninety seven books in Shadow Yeah, two hundred and ninety seven books? Oh yeah. you were
1: looking it up. Alright, fine, be that way. Yeah. Make it quick. So let's say ten <laughs> books from that. And then they have lore specific, like a series books that spread across, you know, like the Daedric princes that you can find all over the place. So almost 300 books that we can put in our, our channel. That's pretty awesome if you ask me. I like it. I like oh, yeah. it a lot. What I wonder is, will,
2: will there be actually 297 books in our house? Or will it be just like you know, a bookshelf takes 100 books but only shows, I don't know, 10? Like that kind of deal. Right. Or will it be actually individual books there? Because if so, then I could decorate an entire room with bookshelves and make the bookshelves float around, and then it would be a pretty cool library-like, you know, a magical library-like room, and
1: that would be kind of nice. Okay. I guess, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't... See, here's the thing. Can we... Are, do the books become a physical item that you're able to put into the bookshelf? Or Are they when you buy them as a set only fit in a bookshelf? Because like in Skyrim, you could—they were physical items that you were able to put down on like desk and stuff. Like I would do that. Like I'd put a, a book next to like my bed or something like that, and and go from there.
2: I honestly don't think so.
1: Really? Because it
2: would require a whole new mechanic to add into the game. I mean, yeah, they are adding the editor and stuff like that, but, you know, in Skyrim, you can pretty much grab and move any object in the world. While in Elder Scrolls Online, they just transfer to your inventory. There is no physical interaction with the object unless you actually equip it or whatnot. So making books actually a physical interactable objects like in Skyrim or Oblivion to move them around that might be a little too difficult
0: hmm
2: i guess so i don't think
1: so i guess makes sense all right uh does anyone see anything else they want to talk about housing before we move on i think that's kind of bad it will
2: this will kill the open world role playing I mean, it's already quite dead, but
3: this it really was...
1: I haven't seen...
3: All yeah, it's it's people. pretty much... Ryan, you're
1: pretty much dead dying. quiet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear anything that what you just said. Is it bad enough? Uh, barely, but you can continue.
3: Oh, well, I was just saying, I haven't seen roleplayers, like, in the world for a long time, so...
2: Yeah, it, it got pretty thin. Uh, for a long time, actually, yeah. But I mean, there were still some. I know, Rem and Storch are still um, somewhat open-world role-playing. My
1: um, role play guild that I actually never log in anymore. <laughs> uh, you're you're a reason why it's it's not continuing. So, Makes yeah. Sense. Oh. Yeah, I I killed role-playing. Oh, sorry, you killed role-playing. But,
2: Role play party at our canyons, ours definitely. Everyone is invited. Nice. Uh, there, there are rules though. You gotta be naked. You gotta bring cake. You gotta bring meat, and you have to dance red guard. So, unless you are okay with those rules, my manners is open to all. I can, I can do anyway. all of
1: that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got one more question to ask you guys. What do you yeah. guys feel? about certain houses being crown store exclusive. As of right now, mm-hmm. they haven't really told us a whole lot. I mean, technically speaking, I guess you could argue that the imperial edition are ha- the imperial houses are crown store exclusive to an extent in that you need to buy the imperial edition upgrade or mm-hmm. have it from before in order to buy them, but then you can do it with in-game gold. But the item like the island retreat that they're talking about. It's the only one that they've confirmed they're talking about. Um, How do you feel about that being an only available via Crown Store?
2: Before that, one thing I noticed is that they spend a lot of effort into avoid saying anything else for the uh, saying any other exclusive homes because every time it is asked, they are like yeah, there is the Island Retreat and other available homes, but they never specify if there will be any other uh, exclusive Crown exclusive homes. But, anyway, it, apparently they won't uh, offer any, um, any more... Oh, what's the word? Any more stuff than the original in-game available manners, um, except looking better. So, I guess that's okay.
1: Now here's something. Problem with what it? One other thing that's noted is that every every house has a certain level of items that you can put in it. Right? There's a cap.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have read. I believe it's in one of these interviews. Uh, I think it's the massively OP one. They talk about if you have ESO plus, it doubles the amount of space in the house. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's so. True. If, I, if I, we'll just say uh, low ball number here, A house can hold 100 items. I know that's really low ball, but we're just playing because it's ease of numbers, and I already made mm-hmm. everyone's head hurt earlier with the math before. Um, you have 100 items. You get 200 if you're an ESO Plus subscriber, right? So you can make your house even look better. Now, the one thing they did note is that if you were an ESO Plus subscriber and it lapses, it doesn't remove items from your house. They'll still be there, but if you take one away, you can't put it back because like, you're in the red. So. so it's like crafting bags. It's just like crafting bags, yeah. You mm-hmm. can take it back out, but you can't put it back in once you're done. So there's that. What would you guys feel if one of these crown store houses had some other... I I, don't, I hate to use the word advantage because it's not really an advantage, but let's just mm-hmm. say all the base houses have a hundred items you get 200 items if you're crown store exclusive let's say one of these is just out one of the crown (laughs) store exclusives gives you like a thousand items base in 2000 eso plus what's up Does is that a problem is that going to be a thing i actually do remember reading
2: that um the crown store exclusive item uh home will not offer any advantage like that. It yeah. will have the same item and player capacity as the uh gold purchased homes. However, if it actually did something like that, I wouldn't mind the uh item le- limit, but I would mind if it increased the player cap. Because you know, uh, I if I remember correctly, it's 24 players for manners. Um the player cap, and if the exclusive home actually offered like hundred players a guild size, whatever thing, that would be that would upset me. But otherwise, I'm I'm actually fine with it. And where is that island anyway?
1: That's I, what I, know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's in Panania. <laughs> you know, the the CL's home. Sure. Like it's the only way you're gonna get there.
3: I have a really bad feeling it's upsetting me because I'm interested in this island. I've got a bad feeling it's going to be some kind of little Altmer island.
1: Mm, pro- it's if,
3: top, it's, yeah.
2: if it's an Altmer island, then I couldn't care less.
1: Is it it Altmer, depends right? where the island's located. If it's like a small island like Bleak Rock or something, that would be pretty cool. Ooh, yeah, Yes,
3: I would like that one. Uh, is my mic better now?
1: It is better. It is.
3: Uh, Oh, that explains it. Oh, my God. I can't believe I've done that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm using headphones to listen to you, and I dropped a headphone out of my head, and it's the one with the mic on it, so that noise you probably heard was it.
1: (laughs) Was the fact that it's now farther away from your face. It makes sense. Yeah, I got it. One Um, more question before we move on from this topic and get to gameplay. Um... (laughs) What is and, – and maybe it's not that big of a deal for some of the houses, but let, let's let's just focus on the Crown Store exclusives, okay? What is nope. your make-or-break ba- price? Because I would actually buy a house that's Crown Store exclusive because they're you – know, this is actually something we talked about before where there needs to be a balance. They're adding 40 homes you can buy with gold. I don't actually care if they add a few that are Crown Store exclusive because there's that – Balance, like World of Warcraft, does this really well with their their cash shop because they do have one. Because they have what, like fifteen pets, mini pets in the game, but there's like three thousand you can get in the game versus in the Mm -hmm. fifteen you can buy in the store. There's like ten mounts, but as of right now, there's over three hundred mounts you can get in game. So there's a balance to be had. So I feel like it's fine, but there's a make or break point. With a price, and where's your make or break point with with uh, Crown Store prices? Like, where could they price these houses where they would still pique your interest, be valuable well, to the company, but not break your bank or tell you now, screw it.
3: I've really because I am massively interested in this island. Yeah, and I think one of my first appearances on the podcast, I mentioned that I really badly want Crown Store houses and. I thought about it. People are going to call me mad because this is a really high price, but I have a feeling houses are going to be very expensive, and I'm feeling 10,000 crowns for the big house, like the biggest, the island retreat.
1: Really? Yeah. No, You know, and that's that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I'm trying to think. I know uh, Lotro just added in for cash houses, and EverQuest did guild stores that were for... Um um for um, sorry I'm answering a message at the same time. Um I just lost track of my entire thought. <laughs> Robot dancer just destroyed it. I'll I'll just barge in then. Um
2: ten thousand crowns do sound fair because we had a mount for fifty five hundred. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Oh, I remember what it was. Can, yeah, the the shiny, weird uh, tiger thing. The black, whatever, tiger. Oh, or something. The like that. Anyway. The Domitra, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if a mount can get as high as up, like, uh, 5500, an entire island, I'm thinking this in terms of the effort put into it. I mean, the Dremotra or whatever that mount was, was a risk in of the previous stikers, with uh, the exception of some animations and stuff. While the island, the, the retreat, the house will be you know, an, an entire island with uh, a house in it, a complex uh, structure in it, so it would make sense if it was 10,000 or something like that. Though I would defi- definitely not pay 10,000 crowns to it, but it would make sense, I guess.
1: EverQuest Two, I think it is, or added in guild houses that were like 200, 250 bucks. Ooh. I mean, that is a yeah, yeah. that's a chunk of change, <laughs> and I know they caught some flack for it because that is kind of crazy. Um, Ten thousand crowns is what eighty bucks U.S. Yeah, roughly because yes. I think you get eleven hundred. Fifty-five $5, hundred is thirty-nine ninety-nine. If you don't buy it during a crown sale, which they have those all the time, mm-hmm. honestly, a hundred bucks for a house. I know some people will be like, "What?" But honestly, hundred bucks would be my absolute top, right? Um, I got to give a shout out to Orgasmatron in chat said he'd call in, but he's, he's naked in the shower and he said, no shower. <laughs> yeah. won't stop me from supporting a live stream of, of uh, tales of Tamriel. So that, that's dedication. Okay. That's dedication <laughs> yeah. right there. You sir are awesome. Um, feel free to do a dance Redguard, while you're in the shower. Yeah. Mark will be yeah. happy. <laughs> <laughs> you will be invited Dude, to all us. of his RP parties. Yeah, do do not send us the video, though. Well, you can speak for yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. Hey, 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 we are a family-friendly show. Okay. We are. <laughs> ish. Um, yeah, Kinda. $100 would be the top. Like you said, 10,000 crowns, which is roughly about 80. Uh, but $100 US is the top of what I would pay for uh, an in-game house. That's a crown store exclusive. Mm-hmm. I would be a little peeved it was that high. I don't think it should be that high, but it's still within reasonable amount. I can hear the little milk drinker upstairs. he's not very yeah. happy right now. Um, <laughs> he's just chatting up a storm up there he's He's apparently disagreeing <laughs> with me that it is too high because he needs diapers and toys so. <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no $100 would be the top for me. What I would say, if it was more than that, it's a rip off and like a money scam, but up to that. Now more reasonably speaking, I'm thinking 7 7.5k 7. crowns would be a uh, a nice price. That's roughly 50 bucks. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. You know what I mean? I'm, when what? I when I
2: think in terms of individual crowns like buying uh, crown packs it actually sounds too expensive but when i think of it in terms of eso plus crowns like the ones you already get while being subscribed
1: then it kind of doesn't sound so expensive so i i I can't decide if if you buy crowns out of a sale because you know i I recently i think it's like a hundred bucks or something like that during the last crown sale that got me like four packs that was over tw- like 22k crowns right mm-hmm. like, i mean yeah if you buy when it's on sale they're like 40 percent off so it's like 23.99 for a pack of 5500 i normally stock up for you know the next quarter whenever they have one of these so that way I can buy the things that I like cuz you know I like to support the game even though I wish everything was still sub only but unfortunately it's not yep. um so I, I still do, do buy it I allow myself to do that uh, I look at my finances and go yeah I could do, but I generally only buy extra crowns during crown sales when they're they're really cheap and I tend to buy a couple of them because like I said they're cheap and you can stock up um, at that rate, if it was like seven, 7.5 K crowns, that would be like, you know, I don't know, 30 bucks. That's not, that's less than some of the mounts they bought. Uh, muscle head, chat. I'd be fine with uh 7,500, but I wouldn't want to buy that much. It, I mean, it's up to you. Like you can buy the other 40 houses in game. Like, do you need that extra house? It depends what it is. Like, is it something really cool? And it is going to be crown store exclusive, but I would probably still get it at that point. But any higher than that, I'd really have to question it, you know? Yeah. And take a look at what's coming on the crown store later. Like if I buy this, am I screwing myself out of that cool mount or that pet or something? Yeah. I mean, technically any
2: any amount of crown is expensive for me due to the, you know, the economy of Turkey going all crazy and whatnot, like, I have to triple the amount in when I'm converting to U.S. dollars. So yeah,
1: <laughs> so yeah.
2: anything is absolutely uh, expensive. Yeah, and, other countries
1: yeah. tend to get screwed a little bit, especially if your exchange rate is lower. Yeah, and I think I think I think uh, the Britain. You guys are kind of okay. I think your 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 pound is still less. Are worth more than the dollar, so I think you guys make out a little bit. Um, yeah, I
3: just checked. If I got ten thousand crowns, it'd be like fifty pound, or just under fifty pound.
1: Yeah, that's I like
3: that. <laughs> that that's
1: it. yeah, yeah. So that's not too bad, right there. So I think depending on what country you're in and the exchange rate, you may be making out a little better than than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but honestly, I can only think of a couple countries out there that actually they're they're their currencies below what ours is so um uh lazarus aleth uh Aelith in chat says i would be prepared to spend that kind of money fifty dollars plus for large guild hall type structures with hopefully some additional functions for guilds wouldn't pay fifty dollars for just a standard size house though and that's a that's a good point if this island is huge and could be your de facto guild hall You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 50 bucks? Yeah, Yeah, sure. That sounds good. You know, because I imagine I can only imagine that the exclusive crown store are going to be the estate sizes, right? Um, But when you come (laughs) into buying crowns for the other houses, like I wonder how expensive the small house is going to be. I don't know. Um, And he says, I'm definitely excited about the prospect of buying (laughs) that island retreat for our guild to use as the guild home.
2: Yeah, exactly. here's the thing I remember reading in one of these interviews I cannot find it right now, but it said uh, the island retreat would be significantly larger and more beautiful and you know anything you would expect from a crown store exclusive home, but it would still have the same player capacity with the uh, man- manners you can get with the gold <coughs> so you still I mean even if you pay, you know, 50 plus bucks or I, I... if it's very large, there's still the same limit of players so you you can't you can't still you still can't use it as a guild hall type of thing. Do we know what the limit of players is? I remember reading a 24, but I cannot say if I imagined it completely or if I actually read it.
3: So oh, I'm not. I haven't announced any numbers yet. Okay, they're still um, still working out how many they can fit in there and not break it.
2: But, okay, I'm quoting, but it's pretty safe to say at least 24 players will safely fit into a manor. But yeah, that's as as Ryan said, they are not finalized it and they are performance testing it.
1: I was going to say 24 players, sure. That's the current trial size for for raids. Of course, you can fit 24. So they know it's pretty safe to say that because they've already built raid instances that can hold 24 people, right? Which, which raid holds? Yeah, I was oh, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. You have twelve people land. raids. Why am I thinking twelve? Yeah, I was thinking. Do you mean side. PvP because, raids? because because you're playing World of Warcraft on the side. No, they don't even have twenty four anymore. No, the reason what what no? I was thinking was wow. no, they do twenty is the max. Well, <laughs> you can actually scale up to thirty now, but twenty is the mythic. The, why I was thinking twenty four is that's the max size of a raid group. That once you that's as many people as it can fit in a party. That's why, you know, you can fit 24 people in a party. I believe that's what it's still set at 24. Um, Yeah. In Cyrodiil, you can only have 24 people in a per party. Mm -hmm. So that, that would make sense. That's probably why they're saying, yeah, I mean, how else are you going to get there? But you know, if you're online, I guess maybe it doesn't really matter, but they're saying essentially your full party can fit in there. So, um, Oh, uh, from Rich Lambert. Thank you, Aleth Gas to the Rescue. Maximum amount of players in a house is being worked on. The current max is 24 players in a manor sized home. Smaller homes have less max players. So there you go. Yeah, you must have read it. Like I, I, I felt like you were right when you said that as well. So, <laughs> um, But yeah. All right, guys. Any other closing thoughts on Homestead other than the insane excitement that I have and I got to own them all just like Pokemon?
3: Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know they said about... Well, I'm just worried. They've mentioned that... Um, housing's not finished yet, didn't they? There's more to come.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm just worried because of past mechanics we've seen that have been half-added and said, oh, yeah, we're going to finish this.
1: Oh, just the make system. justice system. Yep. I'm actually kind of sad, and Galister's not here. He was going to call in today, but he's not here right now. He wanted to call in, and he actually wrote an article on DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com called Player Housing the Redheaded headed Stepchild, mm-hmm. um, showing how player housing has devolved, in a sense, over the years from earlier MMOs where it used to be free-range housing. You could place it where you wanted, at least to some extent. There were, you know, land grabs and stuff like that to this to this instance environment where we're at now. And uh, he, one of the things that I know him and, like, Roscacho in chat has been saying, um, I've seen him say it as well, housing doesn't provide any extra storage. Mm-hmm. Housing doesn't have the ability to, uh, like, mannequins to put items on yet, from what I hear. That may change, but there's a few... A few things that I know Galsner was like, wow, you know, you put chest in your house, but it doesn't add to your storage. I was really hoping that with housing, I'd actually have a place to put, um, to put very, you know, like all these 900 armor sets that I have on, you know, like armor racks and weapon racks but now it doesn't feel like that's going to be the case. They did say that they do a plans to add a gardening-type system later on, which is kind of neat because you could kind of quasi do that in Skyrim, like that outside plot you could plant.
2: I, I just want Nurn roots.
1: I just want
2: Norn roots in the house because I love the noise. I love the voice of the Norn roots. And I can't do it in Skyrim because it doesn't let me plant Nurn roots for whatever reason. Because I don't have a pond or water, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I want Urn Roots. ZeniMax, please. Urn <laughs> Roots. Uh, uh, Elite, Diadric, and Dwemer architecture will happen at some point. Yeah, I remember that. And actually... That was in the uh, MMORPG article, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they, they said um, that Do you remember well.
2: how you said we would probably get Clockwork City before fell? Yeah. That might, you know, come along with a uh developer uh, type of house
1: well that makes my sense. brain
2: is slowing down
1: no you're <laughs> right you're right if they ever did release clockwork city but then again they would also have to then release housing with DLC do you think they're ever going to do that are they going to DLC? Keep... yeah like i don't see why they shouldn't where the base housing is all part of of the sh- you know of the base DLC but if you buy it I understand why they did it this way. They didn't want anyone who did not buy DLC to be locked out of certain houses. Mm-hmm. But you're still you're putting that wall up with the Crown Store exclusive houses anyway, right? So mm-hmm. I don't see how. I don't know. I don't, I see don't how know. It's a real deal. But. I mean, I I
2: just thought they you know they there is also the Daedric uh, architecture stuff which could come with the Malabeth. I guess we said. Might be the new zone, one of the new zones. Either way, I mean, they could just put it in the original map of Tom Real, Don't lock it out of, uh, for, uh, don't lock it into a DLC, but just package it into the same, uh, patch, you know, that
1: kind of deal. Right. Anyway, that yeah. yeah, makes sense. All right, guys. Anything else before we close up housing and move on?
2: I had something in mind, but, um, I am not sure. I don't
1: right. know. Nurn Roots. Learn root, all the way I want learn Roots. <laughs> have you guys done anything in ESO this week? Like have you been playing? Alright, I remembered. I haven't been able to play because um uh,
2: projects. Yeah. But now since we don't know the price point in for <laughs> these houses, I need to farm gold. Like a lot of gold. Yep. Because I I calculated, and if I cash in everything I could cash in in North America, uh, I could get probably up to 800, and if I force it, maybe a million, because I have 450 in cash right now, and over 300 of Columbine, Bugloss, and Mountain Flower each, which they... ...make up to 200 or something K if I sell them. And then I have all these other materials as well that I can sell, then some items. So I could probably get up to 1 million gold in North America. But in Europe, I only have 200 cash and nothing much to cash in. So I have to grind, I have to farm lots of gold. (laughs) Because I don't expect these manners to be less than 1 million.
1: I don't expect Um, them to be less than 10. What whoa. I'm hoping that the big manners are like ten million.
2: Even you can't buy a manor for ten million. That's it. Even though is not that
1: rich. That's why I want it to be that high. I'm actually close I'm I'm closing in on three million. I'm like hundred thousand short of three million. But that's the point. I want something to work towards. Then here
2: here is the deal. I give you one million, you gave me access to the member. That's does it work?
1: Oh, oh! You mean you give me a million and you can gain access to the man? Oh yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, we can share a okay. house. You can be my roomie, roomie. All right. Okay, that works. Yeah.
2: But I still there's no Bank of Aegeus in Europe, so I still have to grab. It. Yeah, there is.
1: The Bank of Aegeus, <laughs> unlike <laughs> the Iron Bank of Bravos, does not go across the narrow sea. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> man, I just crossed worlds there, and I hope everyone liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it i yeah there you go. you appreciate that you like um <laughs> i've I've been working on farming as well I've been selling a lot of um uh what is it? why am I drawing a blank it's mother's something it's a set that comes out of um Deshaun, and it's pretty popular among magica users right now, and I've been making quite a bit of money off of that um Okay, re- repeat that again. Mother's start. Sorrow. That's what it is. Mother's Mother Sorrow. sorrow. That's, that's,
2: um, that's gold. I have to take
1: note. Yeah, take note of that because that's selling really well right now. Um, you're looking at, at least on the U.S. side of things, uh, a green drop with a decent trait sells from anywhere from 15 to 30K right now is what I've been selling it for, and it's been selling fairly easily. Uh, With a good trait, mind you. Um, The Mm -hmm. rings and jewelry, if you can get it in blue, it sells for a couple thousand. But if you can get it in purple, it sells for tens of thousands, if not more. So doing the events, uh, world bosses every five minutes and doing um, the uh, dark anchors. That helps. Mm. There's a Dark Anchor and a World Boss real close, and a Delve real close to one another. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right outside of, of Mournhold. I hit all three of them. By the time it's done, my loot window is open again, so I can kind of do a loop there and, and, and try to get some, some good stuff. Um, that seems to work out really well mm-hmm. for me.
2: Yeah, we did farm those three points in Halloween. Yes! The-
1: that's where I started doing it. Yes. Mm. Yep. For the Halloween event. Uh, I finished all of Malibu Tour. All of that's done. And now I'm on to. Um, Reaper's March. Which I actually like a lot more. Because I like Khajiit. Except for the one that's sitting on my desk right now. <laughs> she's looking at me. Giving me a dirty look. She's right She's right over there. Yeah. For the people watching right now. She's giving the evil eye. Aren't you? I'm just gonna strangle you. Anyway. I like to strangle the Khajiit. It's what I do. Um, But I've been doing that. I pissed off Razumdar. Uh, I feel really bad about that inside. Because he was my my bromance. And now he doesn't talk to me anymore. Because there's a very specific quest where he wants you to... No spoilers. I'm not going to give you a spoiler, but there's a very specific quest... (laughs) Where he tells you to do one thing, but you have the choice of doing another. And, and it, you did the other. And I did the other because what would happen if I chose what he wanted me to do would not have turned out well. Like, I'm mm. like, I, I don't want this to happen. And you'll know, when you get there, Ark, you'll know exactly what I mean. Because as soon as he tells you what to do, you're like, but no. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, but if you do, if no, you I... don't, he gets pissed off at you and runs away, and I don't know if I'll ever talk to him again, and it really makes me sad. Because <laughs> he's my he's my bromance, okay? Like, I love Razumdar. He's the only one in AD that I can stand. Like, I actually actively like Razumdar, and I've made him mad at me, and I'm hurt inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh... So Band says, oh, yes, I chose the same, and he's mad at you too, right? Yeah, like I couldn't (laughs) – I could not do what he wanted me to do because he's my bromance. And now he's mad at me because I didn't do what he told me to do. So I'm really, really sad about that. Uh, But that's where I was at. So mostly I've been – I've pretty much just been farming gold and doing stuff like that right now because of the housing uh, I haven't been doing anything else, just just farming gold. Ryan, what about mm-hmm.
3: you? Uh, well, I've uh, I've started out on the Xbox on ESO yeah, because uh, my computer had to go in to be repaired, so I could have played the PC version. And I've I've had the Xbox version for a while, so I decided to pick it up and make a character. Mm-hmm. And um, it's strange; <laughs> it's like a whole new world here.
1: <clears throat>
3: but I couldn't Ooh. find a guild. Okay. That was the biggest thing. I was like, you know, I'll join the guild and get myself started. No one advertises their guild in zone chat, which was the biggest thing I thought was weird. And I don't know, just and I went into PvP and like the zone chat was silent and the, like there was no oh type this for group and yeah, like I asked if there were any group up and they were like it was just nothing. It's so strange. But, um, I have been enjoying it. Because I'm I'm literally fresh. Like, this is a brand new character. I've not got, like, another max level character who's got loads of gold or who can craft every set. So I'm back at stage one, and it's actually quite nice to uh, go through the game as if I've never played it before.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I mean, that's the biggest thing I'm enjoying. Like, I'm actually wearing basic, very dodgy-looking Nord armor (laughs) right
1: now. Very (laughs) dodgy-looking Nord armor. I... I've actually heard that the Xbox, and again, I've not done it, so this is just hearsay, but that the Xbox itself has one of the worst communities of the three. Now, it's still better than a lot of other MMOs, but because of things like you just said, no one talks, no one... There's a certain disconnect with, and why it's Xbox and not PS4 as well, I don't know but people who've played all of them have told me that the like you can tell us right now the Xbox community feels distant and then there's you know always that you know 10-year-old playing gangster rap on on voice chat oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah i went through one of them yesterday
1: yeah i don't know i it was, I, um... and I only hear these complaints about Xbox uh um and there we go uh uh, camelman in chat says i play xbox and i'd agree with that you know like yeah it's i only hear these complaints about the xbox community and i don't know why i mean i don't don't get your panties in a bunch and say oh ag you're saying that xbox is terrible it's not that bad my guild is great well great all right, you know, that's awesome. There are probably a couple I'm I'm talking as a generalization, not the there's probably a few nuggets of great mm-hmm. people out there, but this is the same thing. There's the same thing on the PC side. But the it's different because those pockets of negativity and 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 crap crap community are small and tend to get ostracized from the rest of the community on the PC side because of the overwhelming good community that crushes them out. I only ever hear about complaints from Xbox. And yeah. I would say it's because uh, it's it console, be... but PS4 doesn't have these complaints.
2: Hmm, yeah. My, weird. my argument just got wrecked by that last comment about PS4.
1: Yeah, like I know a lot of people who play PS4 and they say it's wonderful. Like, are the communities helpful or nice? Like, what is so different between the two? Unless it's the demographic of players that play Xbox versus PS4. I know Xbox, at least once upon a time, tended to be a lot more of the competitive games. Um, Like, you know, know. a lot of sports games, a couple shooters, stuff like that. Whereas the PS4 had... A lot of those same things, but they also had a lot of the the the, the RPGs and stuff that the Xbox didn't have. So yeah. the, the the demographic of gamer was different, at least in the Xbox 360 days. Xbox One and PS4 are almost interchangeable now. Um, and no, I never had James James, James Harve in chat says, in my experience. It's a more mature, not just meaning older community on the PC. I do agree. Tense, the people who play on the PC, I think everyone in our guild alone is probably over the age of 30. Are close. With the exception of, like, Avi. Like, yeah. Um, it, it just... I don't know. Just That's what it feels like. Huh? Strange. I, I,
3: I will say later, like, and it's, it's gonna be weird to say because at the same time I don't think it, but I think I did enjoy having the um, proximity voice chat on PC. Obviously, with the choice to instantly mute people, <laughs> but like I'm, I actually enjoyed walking through Davin's watch earlier, and not earlier like for the last few nights I've been playing this. Every night around the same time, there's always the same group of people, always in a cluster in a corner of Davin's watch, just speaking to each other.
0: Hmm.
3: It's, it's actually enjoyable to just like walk. And Every time I go there, the group's bigger and they're all laughing and joking. And that's pretty cool. But like, you don't really see that in a, well, I don't really see that on the PC. It's just everyone running past each other. It's like, everyone was whispering. And But with his voice chat, it actually, like, it was just a mob of people all talking to each other. And it's every night I go to the same place and there's all these people. So I quite think that's cool.
1: My little Nordling upstairs just threw something and he's breaking the house down at this point. So um yeah, no, I mean it's it's cool if you can get around the community that likes that kind of stuff, but I think I'd almost be as scared to see proximity chat on PC as I would on Xbox. I don't know. It is what it is. All right. Does anyone have anything else they want to say before we kind of wrap up this show, guys? I think we hit the end. Nurnroot. Nernroot. You know. route. Nern route. Nurn Roots? Yeah. I see. <laughs> wow. All right, then. Well, it's the end of our show, guys. Thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate our chat room on twitch.tv slash Network. You guys are great. Be sure to check out our website, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com. I want to thank my co host Arkin here, yeah, and Ryuk for coming along and being awesome part of this. I'm jealous. Everyone have a wonderful night. You guys rock. See you later. Have a good night, everyone. Good night, and bye-bye.
0: A serpent lights the ancient sky of bread of tea. Evil stirs, and in its wake, the souls of mortals sway, and so. Shut